So I recently came across an article by John Piper talking about how Christians seem to be voting for Trump and they seem to be ignoring all his unrepentant vulgarity and sexual pasts, etc. He talks about how those things are eternally damaging and how he's perplexed that we seem to be caught up with the fact that the left wants to, oh, I don't know, kill babies. So, from his point of view, it's apples and apples, and it's really odd that we would be, in general, taking one particular side. This kind of limp-wristed approach is utterly disgusting to me, and it is the very thing that in the past cost me to almost completely leave Christianity as a whole. This idea that we should be too good to vote, that we are too good to get down in the dirt, to dip our pure little toe in the unrighteous pool of all you icky people that are voting for one of those other icky people. It is utterly void of reality, it is utterly childish, and it is utterly self-absorbed. When the primary was here, we chose the candidate which most closely resembled our values. Many Christians loved Ben Carson, I voted for Ted Cruz in the primary, Rand Paul, etc. But those days are over now, and to pretend that they aren't is childish. Also, another thing that's childish is to pretend that anyone does not have sin. John Piper should know better than anyone that every single human has evil in their heart that they must fight. So the fact that Trump does is not something that is particularly surprising, or it shouldn't be. And then we come on to the fact that he's so arrogant. He's so prideful. I want to question that, though. This is something that people don't tend to say. I've never heard anyone say this, but it seems obvious to me. Trump is less arrogant than the average politician. Now, you may say, but he brags a lot more than the average politician. He's a lot more vain than the average politician. Yeah, 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 maybe. But he is less prideful than the average politician. I'm going to read a piece right here by C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity. Pleasure in being praised is not pride. The child who is patted on the back for doing a lesson well, the woman whose beauty is praised by her lover, the saved soul to whom Christ says, well done, are pleased and ought to be. For here the pleasure lies not in what you are, but in the fact that you have pleased someone you wanted and rightly wanted to please. The trouble begins when you pass from thinking, I have pleased him all as well, to thinking, what a fine person I must be to have done it. The more you delight in yourself and the less you delight in the praise, the worse you are becoming. When you delight wholly in yourself and do not care about the praise at all, you have reached the bottom. This is why vanity, though it is the sort of pride which shows most on the surface, is really the least bad and most pardonable sort. The vain person wants praise, applause, admiration too much and is always angling for it. It is a fault, but it's a childlike and even in an odd way, a humble fault. It shows that you are not yet completely contented with your own admiration. You value other people enough to want them to look at you. You are, in fact, still human. The real, black, diabolical pride 
comes when you look down on others so much that you do not care what they think of you. Of course, it is very right and often our duty not to care what people think of us, if we are doing so for the right reason, namely that we care so much more about what God thinks of us. But the proud man has a different reason for not caring. He says, why should I care for the applause of that rabble as if their opinion were worth anything? And even if their opinions were of value, am I the sort of man to blush with pleasure at a compliment like some chit of a girl at her first dance? No, I am an integrated adult personality. All I have done has been to satisfy my own ideals or my own artistic conscience or the traditions of my family. In a word, because I'm that sort of chap. If the mob likes it, let them. They are nothing to me. In this way, real, thoroughgoing pride may act as a check on vanity. For as I said a moment ago, the devil loves curing a small fault by giving you a great one. We must try not to be vain, but we must never call in our pride to cure our vanity. Trump is indeed quite vain. But another thing he is, is he's very transparent. And there is something very humble about being transparent. He is results-oriented. He knows that talk is cheap and that we all can see through his talk. And as a result, he pushes through to try to get results, to try to do the things he said he was going to do out of respect for the audience, out of respect for knowing that we can all see through cheap talk. That is not the average politician. The average politician knows that they are speaking out of both sides of their mouth, including Biden and Harris. They know that they're saying the two opposite things at the same time, and they know that after they get elected, they'll go the one way. But by that point, you'll either be too weak or too stupid to notice. You're too dumb to read Hunter's emails. Maybe you're too lazy to go read Hunter's emails about all the millions that they brought in under the table. See, you're not going to actually do that. And if you do, I'm so much more powerful than you, but by the time you realize it, it won't even matter. That is pride, and that is the average politician. Oh, I never lied about fracking. Oh, look it up, knowing that you're too stupid or you're too lazy to look it up. That is the average politician. To say two things that are the opposite, knowing that they're lying, and to know that they are so far above you that there's nothing you can do about it, that even if you did catch on, it wouldn't matter. That is the average politician. People always make a huge deal over the fact that Trump is very vain. And they say that he's very prideful. But we see through that. And it seems like maybe he does too. Because he pushes for results. And by looking to do whatever it takes to get the results that he promised, that seems to indicate that he knows that talk is cheap. That he cannot just say one thing and do the opposite thing without us catching on. And that is deeply respectful. But to sum all this up, you know why Christians tend to vote for Trump? Because it is the best option we have. We do not pretend that we are above it all, that we're too good for politics, that we're too good to make a decision. John Piper is doing little more than an elaborate scheme to save his own reputation. 
This is not about results. This is not about bringing Christ-like ideals into the world. This is about saving face and saving reputation. Now, how do you know that I'm not lying? Because when it was primary season, when there were 20 people on each side, did John Piper and all the people like him, did they come out and support the person they did think was the person who most embodied the Christian ideas that they would like to see in the world? Did they come out and take the hits for openly supporting someone that they thought did embody the values they have? No, they didn't. They shut their mouth and they waited until it got to where it is. And now they act like they're too good for it. Now they're too good for you yucky people and your yucky politics. How dare I touch my toe and either side of this pond. I'm above all of it. I cannot stand it. The idea that someone could teach Christian morality every single day of their life and then when a massive moral decision is to be made, they cower and they pull away indicates that they don't really believe any of it if it costs them their reputation. That when push comes to shove, one thing is most important. How do I protect me? That's all this is. And to equate the killing of unborn babies with bragging shows an infancy, shows an immaturity that should not be tolerated with someone at this level of respect.